right in because uh, I feel like a lot of a lot of podcasts like you get to the person's place and you start like talking about stuff and then like all right let's record and then you record and like all the all those early vibes are gone. Uh, they're gone. Yeah. Okay. Then okay. You yeah. said no lube, just going right in. Just going right in. I, I like to. I like. Yeah. I like to jump right in. I feel like again, like I said, I think a lot of podcasts. You know, you show up. You say hi, you get a bunch of stuff out of your system, and that's some of the best. Like there are so many times where I'm on my super A game when I show up at someone's place, and then I've made like ten of the best jokes ever written, and then we start recording, and then I try to tell them again. Sometimes but you, just, you already lost the match. Yeah, they already heard the. Like, now I'm repeating it. It's not organic, and I just want to get it. like this is already good stuff. This is great A. All right. Well, anyway, welcome to the Jew Rogaine experience. No. Oh, my God. And that's what this is? Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't know what podcasts are coming on? Look, right no. here, the Jew Rogaine experience. Okay, okay. I get so, it. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is if, if, you, if you're a fan of the Joe Rogan experience, which most of my fans are not, um, you may be aware that he pushes a product on his show called Alpha Brain. Okay. Uh, well, here on the Jew Rogaine experience, we have Beta Brain. Whoa! And on on the Alpha Brain ads, Joe Rogan's like got a kettlebell, like a hundred pound kettlebell that he's like rocking, and all his muscles are flexing. Yeah. But I got a little pot belly doing yoga, which I okay. thought was like more beta brainy. This is good. This is good. And then it's uh, the the things that says obedience, fealty, and security. It helps you with those. This is this it's, is something I feel like. Can I say something? Yeah. I feel like this is something like like. And I say this with love, like a cuck would take. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, okay, I bring yeah. them on. I bring. I, I go on the cuck tours. Uh, <laughs> I go on cuck. Uh, I go on U.S. cuck tours, and I bring these. I sell a ton of them. I, this is like this is like one of my top selling pieces of merch. Okay, wow. When I go on the road, um, but uh, yeah, it says for people who take medical advice from podcast hosts. Inside, it's just Tic Tacs. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not actually pushing. Can I take one? Yeah, go right ahead. Wow. So, Josh, here's the thing. You already know that. I didn't. I did not know what your podcast was called, but <laughs> I I miss you and haven't seen you in a million years. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll come over." Oh, great! And great. now there's a lovely surprise. Oh, amazing! And uh, I just want to say off off the bat on this show that I love tea time oh my with God. Gabby and Harper. Well, uh, I think you guys. I feel like you guys found your fucking stride on that show. It's just. It's just wild. It's chaos. It's out of control. It is. And I love every minute of it. That's so sweet. Thank you so I mean, much. I mean, I've listened to like two episodes, but that's like two more episodes than I've listened to of almost anyone's podcast and at least one more episode than I've listened to of like anyone's podcast. No, that's really fucking nice because, I, okay, so I, as we just discovered or just unpacked, I do have a podcast, but I am not even, I don't even like podcasts. Like I like, either. I get like stressed out. Who like, likes podcasts? I know, I'm like, what? But here's Who are the these thing. insane? They're insane. <laughs> the world is full of insane people. But here's the thing. We all have opinions and so we're like, get me a microphone. But <laughs> I just think it's really fun fun to like do it with Gabby you know and also mm -hmm. like I, and then also I think it's fun to be comics and then uh, since we all have podcasts this is how we hang like I just did um Ahmed's mm -hmm. and that was such a fun one and 
that's just like how we have to hang out with each other now. Well, one thing I like to do is um, I, a lot of my guests are like, like it'll, it'll a podcast guest for me will often start out like, hey, you know, I know you went to Edinburgh and uh, I'm planning on going. Can I like buy you lunch sometime and then like pick your brain? And then I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't I just have them on my podcast? I don't have to buy them lunch and uh, exactly. pick their brain on here, and then and then you know just put it out into the ether. No one's gonna and listen to like, it anyway. Okay, and then th- I've got it recorded if I need to go listen back to the advice. Okay, this is fun. I had Bridget sell on. I was gonna pay Bridget a bunch of money for like a training session because she has like a new Body by Bridge, which you guys should definitely, if you're looking to get a trainer, sign up for Body by Bridge. But then I was like, wait a minute, if I just have Bridget. On my pod, I can ask her all the questions. Yeah, you have like a gym out there for the first training session. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing because I, I really am not like spiritually ready to let this go because we we're talking, okay, talk about something we we're talking about before we recorded. But I know I've been to this fucking house before. Like, everything is have. looking I mean, really I've thrown, familiar. I've thrown parties here before. Um, okay, maybe that was it because I'm like walking in and I'm like, I know I've seen these fucking walls before, but I just. My brain's well, all scrambled for my epilepsy. We've known each other for four years now. Isn't that crazy? Dude, longer, At least, no? If not five. Five. Because, like, I was 34 years... So, I always talk about how I lost my 35th year. Well, like, like, 35 does not exist for me. Why? I'm doing, like, Trump hands. I know. 35, it doesn't exist. Uh, why doesn't it exist? <laughs> because my birthday is March 16th. We got locked down on March 11th, and I got vaccinated on April something of twenty of a year later. So I was 34 when we started being locked down in the pandemic. 36 when I walked out of the pandemic. Isn't that yeah? That's 35. Wild. Like you know, everyone lost a year. I lost 35. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't marker. Get, I didn't. I was. I I kept telling myself my whole life. I'm like 35 is the year where it happens for me. <laughs> And then, Fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've moved it to 41. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I, I felt like I lost 45, and so I don't want to give myself the even number of 40. I want to get that added year I lost. Josh, do you have autism? Uh, Probably not. I don't think so. No, I'm very emotionally in touch. No, some autistic people are. Oh, I, yeah, I still don't think. I've got a lot of other things. You do? Depression, anxiety, ADD, OCD. You have OCD? Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Is but it, not like, but obviously not like the kind where I'm like cleaning and scrubbing everything. But well, I, I, do a lot, I do a lot of, I do a lot of magical thinking. Okay. I'll give you my most recent magical thinking. Go off. I started keto recently. Okay. And, um, and it was the day before game seven of the Heat versus Celtics Eastern Conference this Finals. This basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I told my, I posted, I even wrote a tweet about it, how I'm convinced that the fact that I started keto today is going to help the Heat win tonight. Mm-hmm. And then they did. And now I'm not stopping keto at least until the finals are over. All right, I'm going to say something. What the fuck is keto again? It's just where I don't eat bread and I eat a lot of high fat food. Isn't it like? No carbs. No carbs, no, high no carbs. fat. Okay, okay. Uh, another magical thinking thing is um, when I, I'm I'm afraid of flying, but I'm extra afraid that the first time I'm not afraid is when the plane's going to crash. So now you have to be afraid. I of have it. to be afraid. If I'm not afraid, I'm even more afraid. Is it afraid through the whole flight or just the initial? Boarding? Just the initial. Once, once, no, no. Once we've leveled off in the sky, I generally calm down. But if I don't have like a straight up panic attack during takeoff, 
we're going to die. Well, <laughs> do you have to hold hands with the person next to you? No, but the people next to me are always looking at me like, what's wrong with this guy? And I fly a lot. I was going to say a comic that's afraid of flying is pretty tricky. I just, well, it's almost you can like just be a road guy, but it's weird. It's like being afraid of flying helps me calm down. Okay. Isn't that a bizarre, again, this is OCD magical thinking. That's true. Maybe there's comfort in the familiarity of the stress. Cause like a lot of OCD people, like they're afraid to step on cracks. Yeah. Like they think that there's some sort of bad luck with like, well, I dated things. someone who had extreme OCD. It wasn't the cleaning kind. Don't worry. Wish it was, but, um, love and light to him. But, um, I dated someone for like a little over three years who had OCD and his thing was with, um, doorways. What, what do you mean? Um, he like, if he was having a bad thought, if he thought if he walked through the doorway wrong or whatever, um, he thought that like someone who was going to, that he deeply cared about was going to die. Damn. Uh, another. That, so that's, a little fun. A yeah. little a doodly dee. Uh, the guy I made my documentary about has this whole oh, yeah. bit about how like he would be at home as a kid and he'd think that if he tapped on the wall, it meant his mom wasn't going to die on her way home. Whoa. But then he worried that if he didn't tap on the wall again, she was going to die. Maybe that that first tap was going to cause her to die. So he'd say like he'd be at home just like tapping the wall nonstop, like waiting for his mom to get it. Like just like from when she left to when she got home thinking that that like the tapping is what's going to keep her from not dying. So that's wild to be trapped in like a mental, like fucking cavern of anxiety. Right. Like that. Right. Is it, I, think it's, I think it's like a form of addiction. Yeah. I mean, mine is very mild, but I do have it. Okay. Are um, you tapping? No. Okay. No. Are you cleaning? Your place was clean. You said my place is a disaster. And I said, honey, you see, it's so funny because I consider my place a disaster right now. And I just had this experience that not just had, but I had this experience with my parents. Um, two things were like they were coming to visit me mm -hmm. and my car was an absolute disaster and my house was pretty messy. So I spent like two full days, like hours emptying everything for my car, throwing out anything on the floor, emptying my trunk so they can get in, vacuuming the carpets on the bottom of my floor, vacuuming the chairs like getting my car as clean as it's ever been since I purchased it yeah. and spending like all day cleaning my house as much as I could. I go to pick up my parents at the airport. First thing my dad says when he gets in the car, very first thing out of his mouth is, you couldn't put the yoga mat in the trunk? Oh <laughs> my God. I, like, it, my brain exploded. My, I was the so the only thing I didn't take out of my car was my yoga mat because I was going to yoga a lot of the time. So I just left it in my car. Oh, my God. And God forbid you I disgrace the fan. You just yeah, tainted your bloodline. God forbid there is one thing. My dad has like documents for work and bags for tennis and shit in his car. I had one. And that's the first thing out of his mouth. Then, slap on his face. Then they get to my house mm -hmm. and my mom says. And, I, and my mom is very sweet. But my mom goes, you have a really nice place, Josh. If you cleaned it, it could be really. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. I used to have a joke about how, like, I needed to know if a girl was coming to my place three days in advance so I could deep clean the apartment. And then when she gets over, could open the door and be like, hey, sorry about the mess I've been meaning to clean. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. But see, you're already a step above because I feel like most guys, especially male comics, I've been to some of some of these fucking male comics houses and they're all fucking nasty as hell. They look like they're living in like a, a halfway house. 
No disrespect to those people, but <laughs> my room is pretty nice. I, I, I take good care of my bedroom. Okay. Uh, the common area I share with Reed Brackenberry, and you live with Reed. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who? Anyone else? Uh, well, so I was living with another comedian, Austin Silver, who I like tour with a bunch. Austin Silver. Okay. Part of the reason I consider my house a disaster right now is Austin owned a bunch of stuff in the living room that he took with him. So I'm like been need- like I don't have a TV out there. I've been needing to redo the whole thing. No, but you know what? My That's cats very... destroyed my cat. Couches. I got to get new couches. Dates. Well, here's the thing. They look fine, but here's the thing. Uh, Not Naz, having Naz Janice lives in the other room now. Naz. Okay. Long hair at the yes, improv. Yes. Okay. Heavy okay. metal. Naz and then Reed are in here mm-hmm. and you. Okay. That's fun and cute. Yeah. Do you guys like make content together? Not really. Okay. I mean, Reed moved in with me during the pandemic and I often say, I mean, you know, I don't want to give Reed too much credit, but Reed like saved my life. I That's was really like, sweet. I was like, we were... I especially was in a dark place. We both got dumped like a month into the pandemic. Fuck, dude, we all went through it. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We all fucking went through and it. And then I just like, I didn't really have any relationship with my roommates at the time that mm-hmm. were like living here. So I was just in my room alone, having no idea how long all of this was going to go on for. And then like Reed moved in and we got in shape together. I've since gotten out of shape. Reed stayed in it. Uh, that's when we built like the home gym in the living room. Okay. I was like doing P90X every day. No, we were on our prison workouts yeah 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 well i always say everyone like the pandemic taught us which of our friends would come out of prison shredded with a law degree and which of them wouldn't have been allowed to wear shoelaces yeah you know everyone came out with either a six-pack or diabetes it's like you went one way or the other well i went in straight and i came out gay oh yeah so are you this is one of the things i wanted to talk to you are you like are you gay or are you bi here's the thing i'm fucking gay you, you were like, throw up. <laughs> <laughs> well, get out of here. I, this is not why I'll I had take you on my, my podcast. Dyke ass home. <laughs> <laughs> this was a seduction. This was a you're beyond my. I don't even record this. This is this is so fun. No, what if I this was all? You didn't fake. know about the podcast at all. This is just for me. These are like sex lies and videotape I'm tapes. I'm fucking screaming. Okay. Oh my god, I cannot. Um, so you're like, you're like not, you have like no interest in men anymore. No, 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 no. no. And you don't even feel like, so you don't even feel, it's funny on my last episode of my podcast, I talked a lot about this with Eli Leonard. Um, Who the fuck is Eli? He's a straight Jewish comedian, but I still got into a whole thing. Which, which Wait, I'll, does he work at that cafe friends and family? No, 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 no. He's uh, Larry David's assistant. On curb, <laughs> and I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I know three people. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so you're dating a woman right now. I am, and yeah. happy, and it's great, and yeah. you're in love. Yeah, I, I mean, am. I guess if you said no, that would be like a yeah. Big, I come on here, big, and I'm like, well, thank God, I can talk shit about her. No, yeah, no, I mean, we're she'll really never happy. hear. This is literally a diary. Okay, stop. <laughs> I know I'm screaming and I'm crying, and I love that here. But um, what's also in here? Uh, so this is just junk. Okay, it's this filled, is this is it's filled with condoms for everyone that's it, listening. It, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> there, I, there could have been. This is this is so. This side of the room is a podcast studio, but you you never see that side of the room, which is just storage. <laughs> That's uh, my photo booth. I used to have a photo booth company. One of the you things you used to be a photo guy. Yeah, yeah. So my photo Josh. booth, my photo booth company collapsed during the pandemic. But yeah, because we can't, you can't yeah, gather. Yeah. It was like literally events where people are like all touching, <laughs> getting Fuck. close together, taking okay. pictures. Wait, so what do you do? Okay, 
just stand up now? What are you doing? Uh, so at this point, this year, so basically after I was always like doing video editing and running the photo booth company and it was probably like 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Then I went full on video editing during the pandemic cause I wasn't doing stand up or anything. And yeah. I was doing very well. And then this year I decided I don't want to be a video editor. I like being a filmmaker, but I don't want to be a video editor. Yeah. I always said video editing was the best job that I hate. And I always think it's important if you have a different, like if you have a different goal in your life to not get a job that you like, but try to find the best job that you hate. Yeah. Because you don't want to get sucked into something that you kind of like, but don't want to be. So you find something you hate, but it's like the least painful thing that you hate. Yeah, totally. So I basically quit video editing to do comedy full time and I've been just like going on tour and like booking myself around the country and like selling tickets and merch and oh, things. Oh, that's great. And I've taken a little bit of editing work on the side. Yeah. Uh, I'm editing somebody's podcast and and doing just like things here and there. May I do a lot of graphic design for people, just things to like make a little extra money, but I hate working for like companies. Oh, yeah. Because the thing about companies, it's like it's like when you have like your day rate and you're working with somebody who's like just hiring you, I call them uh, almost like um, not the current people I'm working with. But did you ever see the movie um, uh, The Disaster Artist with James Franco where it's about like the guys that made that movie The, the Room? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Okay. So I remember going into that movie being like, oh, shit, am I going to go see this movie and then I'm going to feel like I'm the guy that made The Room? And I watched the movie. I went, no, 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 no. The guy that made The Room is just every random person that has money for some undisclosed reason that has hired me to work for them. Yeah, totally. That's so (laughs) Um, fucking funny. But but I I love the people I'm working for right now. I think they're great. I think the stuff they're doing is really cool. But um, I'm not just saying that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But uh, in case you're listening, which nobody is. Um, But but, um, where was I going with this? I was asking you how you're getting your fucking cash and you just told me and I love that. And honestly, I feel like I'm in a similar boat where like things will like for the most part, like, you know, my podcast will like pay my bills and that's great. That's amazing. Then, that's incredible. How many, what's your viewership? It's a little over 5,000 a week. Fuck. I'm at like 200. And you know what? Here's okay. You know, okay. <laughs> I hate that I'm saying this, but also I kind of love it. Joe fucking Rogan. And that's on your your tethered twin. Um, Joe Rogan once said that you should never feel bad if it's like 50 people, 200 people, a thousand, whatever it is. Cause he was like, think of it in terms of a comedy club. So think of like 200 people. Like that's a, that's a great fucking room. Oh, I don't feel, I mean, I keep doing it. Yeah. The other thing should. is, you know, I did 12 episodes in the first year and not even like I've said this on so many episodes. People are tired of hearing this. It wasn't even like one a month. It was like I did three, three weeks in a row. And then That's I did so one funny. like four months later. And uh, and this these this past five weeks is the first five week stretch where I've released one every week and my numbers have boosted. Good. Yes. Oh, OK. Not me knocking this down. Um, no, that's like what you have to do. Yeah, we've released because there was a few there's a few points where like we weren't I'm going to sneeze. Ah, okay. Sorry. Um there was a few there's a point where we weren't 
um, being as totally consistent with it. And then we were like, okay, no, we need to like buckle down. But our producer like cracks his whip at us. So we're like, okay. Um, and that's but, great that you got a producer. I was always very jealous of the way your producer just kind of like came No, in. he was just kind of, yeah. But I totally organic. understand it. Cause like, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost partially jealous that it's not me that like <laughs> saw the, I mean, I always saw the tea time potential and I was just like, fuck that guy got to them first. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he hooked us up in the beginning. Like now we pay him like a great rate and all that. But like in the beginning, like it was, cause he saw. He, yeah, he, he was, was like, okay, and I was like, oh shit, he is okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm telling you, to him. tea time is great. Oh my god, well, thank you. I, well, I, here's I, the thing. Well, I was trying to say is like, I, I believe it's great, and like, I'm very self-deprecating. That's like the one thing where I'm like, okay, I do believe in this, but it's like. Um, because we are like paying Lee, um, our producer, like a, uh, a good rate now. Like we had to take a bit of a pay cut to, to do that. Uh-huh. But, um, and like, you know, every month like it's growing and whatnot, but because we're doing that, like I had to cater a little bit. So I, with our buddy, Sarah Lawrence, so that's who I like cater for occasionally. And you know, that is, I think would fall under the job where I'm like, I fucking hate this so deeply and intensely. However, I do get to work with our buddy and I love I her so much. I did catering for a little while. Yeah. Not like, like when I was much younger, but you're also much younger than me. I'm not really. I'm 30. I'm 38. You're 30. What happened to 35? Oh, cause I, yeah, we lost yeah, that year. Yeah, yeah. That was the Whoa, pandemic. That's okay. how long it's been since the pandemic. That's why I'm giving myself till 41. No Whoa. chance by 40, but by 41. 41. That <laughs> is your time in the fucking sun, Josh. I mean, no, but like, like the interesting thing about this business and, and it's something that so many people have said that I've like thought about a lot that, uh, that I think is, is really true is like, if you have a head on your shoulders, you're not an insane person. You have some talent. It this this business is a matter of perseverance. It's mm-hmm. like the people who don't make it are the people who quit. Yeah, and it's like you don't. Everyone's path is different. Like one of the most interesting things I felt like I really experienced was I started reading a lot of people's biographies. And the main thing I noticed is like early on in reading their biographies, I'd be like, fuck, you know, this person did this and I didn't do that. Like, like, I'm not going to become this. Oh, this person did this and I didn't do that. But then once you read enough of them, you realize no two people did the same thing. Mm -mm. Every single biography, every single person's journey to where they get is completely unique and different. Yeah. Like maybe like one overlap here and there. And I've even got some overlaps here and there with some of them, but it's just like, there is no like formula, especially in this world um, today. Uh, what does it? Oh no, of course. That's why I just throw a bunch of fucking things at the wall and just see what hits. So, um, so the thing that I love most, it's just like your, your show is just, absolute bong you and gabby have like such crazy chemistry well we just, live together yeah, that's also before. crazy well <laughs> actually i had one podcast that i did years before i even did stand up that i did with my then roommate that actually got kind of popular that was my most that was like getting a thousand a week okay um, that's great yeah and we stopped because we just couldn't stand each other at a certain point <laughs> and um, see that's fucked that's fucked the, 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 the i did a podcast similar like that, like where it was getting like about a thousand. We're like, oh, okay. But then we ended up hating each other. So 
was like, okay. Did you go. really end? Is this the one that you were doing right before? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, but, that, that, but both of you guys are doing well now. Yeah, I just saw him on. Um, I think you should leave. Yeah, I saw him yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I think you should leave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good for you. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what? What? Can we get into the knit and grid of like yeah, what was sure, causing? What was causing? Yeah, 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 that. That's the other great thing about tea times. They just don't give a fuck. No, Gabby I, I, and Harper so... will talk about anyone, anything. There's no holds barred. You are like, like Harper's like, I've almost died like five times. What do I give a shit about <laughs> anything anymore? <laughs> no, that honestly, the pandemic and just already like my life experience, I, I, I feel like I'm just so desensitized and like, yeah. So on we can literally talk about anything you what want. What went sour? What went sour with clown cast? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what went sour with, I talked a little bit about it on tea time, but here's what I'm going to tell you. Is, Don't worry. That's the one that's getting out. Not no, this one. no, 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 no. Well, I've just, I, cause I didn't say, I didn't say everything, but here's the thing that I'm trying to tell you is that I like, and here's the thing. I still deeply respect him. Like, I think his work ethic is insane. I think he kind of like what we were talking about. Like he definitely has like, has like the endurance that you need and the talent and all of that. So that's great. Um, what I think that you need to have, if you're doing a podcast with another person or a project is the ability to release some control. Like in the, in he the podcast, very controlling. And to an extent, I get it because it's like, you know, this is his um, or no, because I mean, it was ours. But it, it, like I, I get it because like he in his in his other um, f- uh, career endeavors, he's very um, what am I trying to say? Dominant. I get dominant. Um, controlling. I feel like those are like charge ne- those. No, yeah, I, I, guess, I don't even think I think I'm the same way. That's why this is that's why I have a different person on every time because no one could do two of these with me. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> but basically what I'm trying to say is he like has a strong vision for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying Visionary. to say. Like I'm not yeah, yeah. And and when we made this together, it was like um our little pandemic project and it was fun to do and we didn't know each other well, but like we had um seen each other at a few parties and seen each other around the scene and I like we both thought each other were funny. And then we start doing it. And at first it was really fun. And then as it started to grow, we started to have more um, communication issues. And um, I kind of found myself feeling like almost almost like an employee. And I was like, well, I'm the one that's like editing this. And like, I'm, I'm supposed to be an equal in this too. And I just, but here's the thing at the time I wasn't the best communicator. And so like confrontation kind of scared me. And so I definitely could have probably said this better, but at the time I just, you know, I, I don't know. I was having, I was having problems with that. And then, um, we were actually in the middle of tour I was in like a fucked up relationship. My mom got sick. Um, Is she all right? She's okay. She's okay. Uh, Her, uh, her MS came out of remission and it was like pretty scary. And then, um, but so anyway, so uh, like my personal life is kind of crumbling around. We're on this tour and with love and light, like people still sometimes will message me like, Oh, that's so crazy that you got to go on tour. And I'm like, honey, social media is very interesting (laughs) the way it's perceived. Like we shouldn't have been on that tour. Like like, there was, we weren't making enough money to, to do that. Um, and then all the money needed to go back into the podcast. And then it was, it was all, it was getting kind of like sloppy, but anyways, during this tour, I was like, I got to just pull out. Like, I don't have the finance, I don't have the mental space for this and I don't have the finances for this. And like, I don't 
with love and light know how you do. Cause this is like crazy. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I just like pulled the plug and then obviously he wasn't happy about that. Um, and I don't blame him. And also again, I totally own up. I definitely could have done this a lot better. So I like, let me just say that. Um, I just kind of got stressed out and like shut down, um, which is something I'm working on. Um, but then as I, like I said, um, I was already living with Gabby and I had already, cause tea time started as just her project. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was on it. I think like two times, maybe one or two times, um, when she was just doing it in her bedroom, um, she gets in contact with Lee or Lee gets in contact with her. They record one episode solo. They bring me in just to be a guest again. And then Gabby and I were actually trying to write a pilot together at the time. And then Lee goes, fuck that. Why don't you just come on here? And Gabby was like, wait, now I'm pissed off that I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Harper, would you want to come on? And I was like, well, wait, I'm not trying to intrude on your thing. She's like, no, no, just come do this with me. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then from that moment on, so I, I didn't leave Clowncast. Like I didn't ditch it for tea time. It just like organically happened three weeks later, but optically that didn't look good. So then, <laughs> so like, I don't know if he's still angry at me cause it's been years, but last I heard through mutual friends, he was not happy. Um, because yeah, it seemed like, uh, I was but just kind of like, him. Seems like, uh, seems like a strange thing to be unhappy about when you've had as much success since then as he's had. Oh, it's, it's like, he's killing know, I've it. always, I've always look at like, like it's, it's funny all the times where I think like, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then with perspective, like a few months later, a year later, I'm like, oh, thank god yeah that totally. happened to me i'd say like you feel like this too like it's like it's like my breakup at the beginning of the pandemic i'm just like oh thank god that ended because so many better things have happened to me oh, since totally. then that like would have been prevented from happening in my life mm -hmm. if i had been uh stuck in that yeah isn't that interesting though because like um yeah I'm, I'm imagining that was obviously like a really painful breakup if it's like through the pandemic oh, and then you're like you're like it was usually, oh this is my fucking world it like, was painful in a way where it was like i just had wished it happened before like like a good while before the pandemic because it was like okay well now i can just go to open my like like i've had multiple breakups since the pandemic mm -hmm. and they suck and like it hurts but like you have things to distract you and to right. help you cope. Um, also, I'm not. I'm not going to say who it was, but uh, I'm not on the podcast. <laughs> Talk to me after. But um, another thing that happened was uh, I was like, we broke up, and I was like, well, you know, the nice thing about it being during the pandemic is that I don't have to see them at all. Uh, Wait. And then they got like kind of famous. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Uh, so okay, you're telling me when we get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was like, well, now I have to see them, and I'm seeing them doing wildly better than me. It almost like when you see someone like start to succeed after they hurt you, it mm -hmm. almost feels like they're being rewarded for hurting yeah, you. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this isn't how you know movies work. I know, <laughs> I know, but you know. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's hard. I mean, my ex that like ripped my heart out of my chest. Like now he is. That was during the pandemic. Oh God. Right? Yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. That guy, that piece of shit. Yes. Didn't well, he like abandon you on like the side of the, like, like, like you needed to call. Who did you call to pick you up? Was it Gabby? 
No, it was okay. No. So we were at an Airbnb in Borrego Springs and I found I, like, I had a feeling that he was talking shit about me. And so I had never done this in our relationship, but I, I went through his phone and then I found out not only was he talking shit about me, but he had also been like flirting and cheating on me with like all these other girls. And like, he definitely is like in love with his um, female best friend. And I was like, okay, love to see it. So then the next morning at like six in the morning, I'm like, good morning. Look what I found. And then he was like, yeah, we should just call it. And I was like, <sighs> And then like, obviously, uh, a, yes, but that line, like, oh, we should just call, I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, but at the time deeply upset me now, three years later, I just think it's funny. But, um, but anyways, what a, what a scum sucking piece of shit. To- oh, so bad. So like, then what a fucking prick. No, well, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. So then anyways, I went back from Borrego Springs back to LA with, um, Audrey Stewart and Veronica Gokowski. And that was, I, then I didn't see him again for like, I think like two years. I didn't see him. And then now he like books like a bunch of shows and I just saw him actually at Audrey's birthday party, but he was like slumped in a corner and I was just like, okay. And it was just kind of funny. I was like, looked at him for a hot second and I was like, wow, like that's just so interesting how like this person, like you know, the, the, it like dist- I thought I was gonna have to be fifty one fifty. Like this, like destroyed <laughs> me. Like my sanity was gone. Like I was going crazy on Twitter. Like I, I was fucked up. But then, like seeing him, you know, three years later, I'm like, oh, like you're just a guy, and like we just, you just didn't work well, out. Well, funny. Like, like I, I think about this sometimes. Like the person who hurt me most recently, who I still care, who about I met at Pow House, right? N- well. Me and her broke up, but that was oh, Josh, you were a pussy killer. That, Look well, at that, you. That was that was more that one. I, I I love her. She's great. We just she just we just had wanted different things out of life. And you know what? Sometimes that's that that's happens. that's fine. You know, that's like it like sucks and it hurts, but it's like you know I wanted to like be going on tour and traveling and doing things, and she wanted like to be living somewhere else and have more standard type of relationship. Well, dating as a comic is hard. It's hard. But the person before that who uh, really hurt me, there was like a thing I kept noticing. It's like, like she was trying to be very like, like, interestingly, your guy was not trying to be very considerate, which no. in a way I almost think is like better. I've heard someone say something like, like, if you're going to hurt someone, just fucking hurt the shit out of them. So it's over. Just do it with confidence. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, like this person was like, would like message and be like, hey, I understand if you don't want to see me. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, things like that. I'm like, let me just say I don't want to see you. Yeah. Don't like take that from me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know? take my line. Don't take me. Don't like, like preempt to protect yourself. Like it only hurts me more. Or when like you're when you're like doing that to yes. you. Yes. Well, like, see, that's how I felt when my guy was like, uh, "What did he, uh, the? I think we should call it." I'm like, "Bitch, I'm breaking up with you. Like, don't take my lines. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The re- I'm confronting you because I am calling it. Like, although, don't do that. Although I did have a situation. Uh, man, I mean, um, I, I don't know. Was can, it with a comic? Go, no. Uh, this is um, during the pandemic. I got held hostage by this woman for like. No, you didn't, Josh. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, for how long? Who like, is she? Like six hours. Uh, it's a long story. I've never told it on a podcast before. Well, you should. I'm also like afraid of this person. I'm afraid of this person. No, um, is she older or younger? N- around the same age. Around the same but, age. But uh, what did you do? <laughs> I met her. I met her on Bumble. We had like two video Bumble dates. Okay. And then we went on like a hike together. And like, 
I was like, oh, okay, we went on a hike on Valentine's Day together. Haunted. Just like, you know, feeling lonely. Let's go on a hike. Nothing happened. No kissing. No, like, no, like nothing other than, like, let's hang out again. I like this. We're talking. Um, so we go to El Matador. Uh, the fuck is that? It's um, it's like a stretch of beach in Malibu, like like because oh. you're, you're trying to come up. Okay, now me thinking of a club. I was like, yeah, yeah, what yeah, is no. that? You're okay. trying to come up. It's the pandemic, so you're trying to come up with like good social distance dates outdoors. Okay, okay. You know, wait, no, okay, I know this beach. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we go to a picnic in El Matador, and um, we're playing like this. And like, there are moments that seem kind of strange, but I just brush them off. And okay. um, and I even had a friend that knew her, and I asked my friend. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm uh, I'm I'm going out with this girl. He goes, stay away. No, she's she's toxic, like plutonium. Were his words? No. And I'm and I mean, she's very good looking. And I'm kind of like, um, what do you mean? And this is his example. His example is that when she moved to New York, he got her a job, and like on day one of the job, she got fired, and he was really like embarrassed about that. Okay, anyway. she's wild. Okay, Wait, anyway, you said you guys were playing. What you got, what were y'all playing? What were we playing? Oh, oh, I'm gonna get to that. Okay, okay. But then, like, the reason that I didn't let that first off, I always felt like that friend of mine like will over exaggerate things sometimes. Yeah. And then I mentioned, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I know this guy that we both know, and she goes, oh, he's so nice. I feel so bad. When I moved to New York, he got me a job on this shoot, and I had no idea what I was doing because it was like my first thing, and I got fired, and I was like, ugh, like, like I hope this doesn't look bad on him. And I'm like, okay, my friend's overreacting. She like responded. I didn't even bring up what he said. She just brought it up herself in like this way that was like humble. And I was like, okay, yeah, fuck, fuck my friend and what he said. She's hot. Um, <laughs> my friend's a fucking lawyer. Okay. Um, so we're at El Matador. We're sitting out. The first thing we're doing, we're playing this game. It's like a, it's like a new dating game where like you ask questions. Okay. To like the person you're seeing, and they like range from like one to five and like level of intensity of the question. I think I I take like a three, and like the question is, have you ever stood some one up on a date before and I go huh I'm like I don't know if I've ever actually stood someone up on a date I mean when you and I went on our first hike I uh was like supposed to have a video chat with someone that day but then it didn't happen and uh because I went on the hike with you and said she's like you fucking lied to me and I'm like what she goes uh -huh. I asked you if you already had a date planned today and you said no I was like I didn't. I had like a video chat with like no time set for when it was going to happen. Uh, and I just went on the hike with you instead. She's like, I am triggered by liars. I can't be like, you know, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm like thinking like, A, I'm like, like, this is a red flag, but also I don't like being called a liar. And I'm just kind of like, listen, I think a lot of the people I've dated would say a lot of things about me, but I don't think any of them would call me a liar. Um, Whoa. And we like fight it out. And then she's like, well, you know what? I really like you. So I'm just going to let this go this one time. And, but it definitely put like a weird energy. No, that's fucked. Yeah. What like a weird And then y'all are fucking out in bumfuck Malibu. Yeah. So with a four hour drive back. I'm like trying to like salvage it a little bit. And like, and like at one point, I'm like, so she had told me that she was planning on moving to New York in a few months. So part of the allure of it was like, hey, this could be like a nice casual thing to get me through like some of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, um, <laughs> so I'm like, so what's your, you know, plan for when you go to New York? Like, what do you, uh, like, what are you thinking about with us? And she goes, well, you know, I was just thinking like maybe we'd fall in love and like I'd go to New York and we'd be long distance for a little while. And then eventually like you'd move out there too. She's like, I couldn't be with somebody who had no intention of moving to New York. And here's how much of not a fucking liar I am. When she said that, even though I was freaked out by it, even though I was like, yeah, no, not me. In my head, I was like, well, you know, I had been thinking about moving to New York recently. I can't, both of y'all are haunted okay I, yeah i just like i just like was like a per it was like a, it was like an internal monologue thing coming out not like a reaction to her yeah um so i'm like eh, i don't know about this it's getting it's starting to get late and it's starting to get dark and it's starting to get cold mm -hmm. and she's in the middle of telling me this story and i'm seeing like everybody else on the beach like packing up and starting to leave and i'm like hey it's getting a little dark and cold we should start you know getting out of Heading here now and she's like well i just want to finish the story and the story she just wants to finish goes on for i shit you not like another 15 to 20 minutes by the time she's done with the story it is pitch black out it is freezing <laughs> no. every Every single other person on the beach is gone. I am like shivering. Like I'm like, we pack up all the stuff. I like get it into my car. I'm driving her home and she's just like nonstop talking the entire drive home. And I'm just like this, like, like I've got a, this is no good for me. What the hell? Um, now I want to say like, you know, a lot of people get mad. Wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back. A lot of people get mad at people for ghosting them. Mm -hmm. But there were two experiences I had during the pandemic, this being one of them, in which I've learned why people ghost. Because I tried, I was trying to not be a person who just ghosts. I had this one other girl that I was like talking to a bunch and we were really getting along. And then when we met in person, I just wasn't, just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, I just don't feel that romantic spark. And she like yelled at me in like public at this park. And I was like, okay. Okay, Josh, <laughs> you like the crazies. I don't even think she was crazy. I think she was just very upset because we were talking so much and getting along. The fact that you don't see the crazy. Yeah, okay, maybe, 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 maybe you're right. Um, anyway, we get to her house and she's, and part of the reason why we've, still never kissed or anything. And she's like, I don't want to do anything with somebody right now during the pandemic if it's not like a serious thing. Even a kiss? All right, we're two different girls. We're two different girls. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I have, there's actually a tweet. Remind me that there's a tweet of yours I fucking love and tell and quote you all the time from this. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that okay, after okay. the end of the story. I get to her house and she's like, you know what? forget my why don't you come upstairs and i'm like listen i think you're great and i know that you have said to me like that you want brutal honesty from me and like if you know you someone doesn't see something happening for like long term that's like you don't want them to waste your time and i just feel like while i really like you we're just not each other's forever person and she goes you're dumping me oh 
You're dumping me. I should have fucking dumped you. Fucking when you lied to me on the beach, I open up to you. I start to get vulnerable and you're fucking dumping me. And she's like getting real hysterical and like starting to like cry. And like, and like, I'm like, I'm starting to feel worried about her because like, it just seems like real intense. And so I think to myself, I'm like, Josh, you got a perfect plan right here. Now, this is the first time I actually lie. And this lie gets me into so much more trouble than anything else I do. Okay, what did you do? She keeps saying, I should have fucking broken up with you when you fucking lied to me. You're a fucking liar. And da 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 da. And I go, you know what? She's real, her her ego's really hurt right now. I think she just needs to feel like she's in control. Like she's the one ending things. So I say, you know what? Maybe I'm making a mistake thinking that she's going to say to me, no, fuck you. Like, you don't get another chance. Like, you made your mistake. Sorry. See ya. Okay. And instead, she's like, well, why don't you come upstairs and we can talk about oh. it? <laughs> and at the point at which I was like, I feel like I'm like, what can I now be like? Ac-? I mean, I sh- in retrospect, I should have been like, actually, no, never mind. I didn't make a mistake. <laughs> but instead, so then you're like, fuck. I've cornered myself into feeling like I have to go up there and like talk to her. So I go up there and like I just talk to her very like normally for like a little while, like 45 minutes. We're just having a talk. And then she's like, we drink a glass of wine. She's like, all right. So like you and me, you know, what's what's Josh, what the hell is what, going on? What's what's the deal here? And I'm like, well, you know, I think you I think you're great. And I think we get along. But like, obviously, this isn't working out. She's like, you're dumping me again. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> and then she starts like yelling at me and we start arguing. And it's in and this is like one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced. And I want to give her credit um, here where it's like I've never seen anything like this. And this is almost like what I think, you know, um, what are they like psychics uh psychics Mm -hmm. so incredibly empathic maybe not in a healthy way where like she was like telling me what i was about to say over and over again right before it came out of my mouth like it just felt like she sensed everything i felt everything i wanted to say you're about to tell me this and i was like i was about to do that like you're about to say this and i was like i am about to say that um it was like wow. and i kept being like that's amazing i was like i was like this is incredible like like you gotta take this on the road oh my god um, <laughs> She, so she fin- can open for you. Finally, like after like another hour, I feel like I've talked her down and I'm like, all right, you know, it's like I got to go. And I think you and I, we need to be alone with our thoughts about this and and everything. And like, I go to hug her goodbye. And I think she gets, again, the sense that like I'm gone, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And she just does not let go, like won't let go of the hug, like is like, like got her arms around me, like locked, Whoa. like pulls me down onto her couch. Oh. And I'm just like, you gotta let me go. I gotta leave at some point. Wait, Josh, pause really quick. Just to get this, y'all have been out twice? In person twice, two times on uh, video chat. I kept saying we've been on two days. We've been on four, like like, uh, (laughs) counting the the two I guess the pandemic was a dark time for us all, but I just want to say I'm really glad it wasn't this dark for me. So, so, so... So she's holding on to me and she's like putting her face like right in my face. And again, I want to like reiterate, this is this is what I think is a major difference between men and women. 
she was very attractive. And she's like putting her hand near my junk and her face in my face. And like, I was turned on. Obviously, if the roles were reversed, a girl would just be pure terrified. It still was. But like, I was like, I was like, and like, it's amazing how much as like a guy, I was like, like, no, no, Josh, no. Down, down. Fucking down. (laughs) And she's like, well, why don't you just like, what if you just stay tonight? What if you just stay tonight and then tomorrow you leave? And it's like, like, like it's gotten me to the point where even the suggestion of it is like making me think like, will that get me out of this? I'm like bargaining. I'm like a hostage, like bargaining my way out of this. And I'm like, no, there is no part of me whatsoever that wants to be here all night. I'm worried she's going to murder me in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, despite being attracted to her, I'm also terrified of her, yeah. which is partially why I'm attracted to her. And uh, that's good to know. That's good and to know. I'm, I'm like, no, I need to get, there's like one thing I was like, what, like, where do you think this is ha- happening here? She's like, you know, I thought we'd like, like we'd start dating. We'd, we'd like hook up a little bit, maybe get into some BDSM. What <laughs> is going the fuck on? And I'm kind of like, oh, that's not good. Um, uh, Anyway, I'm like, I'm like, Amanda, you got to let me go. Finally, again, it's like another hour something goes by. I'm like, you have to, like, I went up to her. I just want to. Is she holding on to you the whole time? She's holding on to me for a long time. I just want to be clear that like, um, that like, while she's, (laughs) I want to be clear that like, like. I got into her place at around six something, and I didn't end up getting fully out of there until around midnight. Whoa. So, Whoa. So finally, like, I get her to let go, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go now. And then she just jumps up and, like, blocks the door. And when she jumps up, I remember, like, having this, sh- like, shooting terror into my heart that she was about to pull out a knife and stab me. Oh, my Like, that God. was what ran through my brain in that moment. And she's blocking the door. And, like, one of the things I had agreed to to, like, one of the negotiations that I had agreed to to, like, get out of there already was that I would call her a few days later to, like, discuss how we felt after, like, a few Ew, days on her own. this is fucked. So she's blocking the door. And I'm like, you got to move. Like, you have to let me go. And she's like, well, I told you my rule is that, like, if things end, they have to end in person. And I'm like, not on the phone. And I'm like, this is over. Like, what do you think? Like, like, I'm calling you to make sure you don't kill yourself. Like, like, this is done. Like, there is no more us. Like, like, this is crazy. There never um, wasn't us. Yeah. It went out two times. We never kissed. Um, this is crazy. So she's like blocking the door. She's saying things. And I just say to myself, I'm like, Josh, you're just going to have to wait here for however long you have to wait here until she moves and you can get out of here. Was she on the second floor or something? Yeah. The last thing in the world I need is to like touch her in any way. And she like throws herself into the wall and like calls the police that like I did something abusive. So I'm like, you just, just don't touch her. Just like wait. And then eventually she like moved enough that I was able to just bolt through the door and she yelled something at me. And I was like, oh, thank God I never took her to my house. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, because she would move in. <laughs> uh, and then like the next day, apparently she sent like my friend some message about me saying I said things about him and posted some Facebook post that I think was ambiguously about me, but blocked me on everything. Wow. Um, but uh, but yeah, so. I was feeling so low at that point. That was like the lowest I have like 
felt during the whole pandemic because it was like a traumatizing experience. I mean, like my therapist kept me like, if the roles were reversed, you'd be in jail. Um, Literally. Yeah, but I'm like, not with our current but justice But no, actually system. you wouldn't because <laughs> that's not how this works. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, but, but th- so, so last, last thing. The next day, I had like blocked my ex from like one month into the pandemic. Yeah. On like... Not blocked, but like muted on muted, yeah, muted yeah. on everything. Didn't want to know anything. Knew nothing about what was like going on in their life. And just that next day, I was like, "Fuck it!" And I go and I look at everything, and I just watch their just complete ascension into like the public's eye from like the moment we split till like now. And I'm like, "Oh God!" And then I tell them, and this is like how fragile and how close and how hard like finding somebody you actually care about and like love is and how many near misses you can have i told myself after that i'm like you know what josh you're not doing any more dating for like a while you're just gonna take some time to like be alone i had one match with one girl on bumble um left and Mm -hmm. she started messaging me and she said like she wanted to meet but she only wanted to meet in person at a restaurant to this point i had not gone to a restaurant or done anything like social distanced outside of like being outside every date i'd gone on started out with like a zoom date first but i decided fuck it and i went and then i really fell in love with this person and then we dated for a while on and off and then that's the person who ended up really crushing my heart but 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 like also i appreciate so much how much she like sort of saved my life and gave me like again hope and like the world and like romance and like like that that here's somebody here's a new person that i could really care so strongly about after the last one yeah well i think that's also kind of like a beautiful thing to be able to fall in love with someone and be like, Oh wow, I didn't think I could feel like this again. And then that's so sad that it ends, but it's also like, I mean, we're also, you know, we're fucking old ass bitches now. We're, you know, we, we've been in love before. And of course, when you fall in love with someone, it's going to be different than because it's a whole new person. So it's going to be different and fun and all that. But we've already been in love before, so we kind of know what it is. And you can cancel me for that, but that's what it is. Well, no, I, I have a joke. It was a joke, uh, probably the hardest I ever made that girl laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so the person I dated, at, like the person I met, that she was she I'm taking had, some of your Rogaine or yeah, whatever yeah. it is, Beta Brain. She had just gone through a divorce, and I was the first person she dated after Whoa. after her divorce, which is a large reason why I think things ultimately didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But um, her like ex-husband was having a really hard time with the divorce. And then like I found out that not only that, but like her ex-husband, like she was the first serious relationship he had ever had before. And I was like, ah, first breakup. Cause like you remember that first breakup is like, oh God, the world's gonna end. I'll never feel like this again. Romeo and Juliet level, like kill myself for mm-hmm. this for this person. And now I'm at the point where like I've been broken up with I feel like I'm the Michael Jordan of getting dumped. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's over uh, okay oh Here good go. uh, yeah. no worries i understand <laughs> yeah have a, have have a good one and like i was watching a uh, bram stoker's dracula the one with gary oldman yeah, and yeah. keanu reeves and like and like uh there's a scene where he's like being all creepy and stuff and like talking about his long lost love and like first breakup that's so funny. <laughs> your first one really does fucking gut you Ruined, ruined college like, for me. Ruined I like my damn. high school girlfriend and I broke up into my freshman year of college and like I just oh, shit. I got morbidly depressed for like two years. God damn. I'm happy you haven't killed yourself. 
I'm happy too. Um. <laughs> well, is, is still oops. Yeah, well, is I'll, Shel- bleep, I'll bleep this. Is uh, Shelby still blocked? Oh, I. That, funny thing is, um, okay, she's I, I came across her TikTok the other day, and oh my god, you have to show it to me when we get off. <laughs> well, no, I can't. Come I on, can't, I can't because uh, I came across her TikTok and then like clicked on her profile, and then I remembered that when my last girlfriend broke up with me, um, I saw her like snooping my profile because TikTok shows you. I'm like, oh no, she just saw me look at her profile. I was like, <laughs> oh shit. I was like, no, no, <laughs> wait. But I it was just know. like it was just like like morbid curiosity when I saw the. Uh, profile oh my god wait this is actually kind of dark for me right now i'm kind of going through something yeah wait this is fucked up because like a few months into dating my current girlfriend i definitely stalked her exes on tiktok Mm. so it It happens (laughs) it happens Whatever. Why well, do it again? I always say the worst things that ever happened to you in your life. The beauty of being a comedian is the worst things that ever happened to you end up just becoming great bits later. That's true. Well, also, again, see, I went through that just now and I'm already over it. Yeah, yeah. You're already like going to talk about it relentlessly on tea time yeah, next week. Literally, <laughs> the way my memory is, going to forget. So, um, but. Well, well, speaking <laughs> of your memory, I wanted to tell you your tweet that I fucking. Oh my God. I'll probably butcher it a little bit, but I've literally used this tweet of yours to hook up with people. No, before. you haven't. Yeah, telling someone your tweet has like gotten me laid. Um, That's never worked for me. So. The tweet is like, it's something like. One time I made a guy wait like six months to hook up and then we did and he told me he wasn't looking for something serious. And another time I hooked up with somebody on the very first date and then we dated for four years. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I, I always say to people, I'm like, people either like you or they don't. And like That's and none so of the true. rules really matter. It just is what it is or it isn't. Yes, exactly. OK, I like that you like that one. I, I love that tweet. I think that's like one of like the deepest, most uh, <laughs> interesting. I could think of. Well, damn. Now I wish I didn't delete my Twitter. You deleted your Twitter? I deleted my Twitter. Why'd you delete your Twitter? Josh. Probably not. Ne- never a bad decision. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I thought you were be like, never do that again. Okay. Well, I. So, yeah. So, I deleted it for a few reasons. Number one, I feel like. So, I, I got up to like. Like 21,000 ish, whatever. Covered at 400 and something. And honestly, that Twitter was only fun when I was around that. So this is when it became <laughs> not fun. Um, also, you're a woman, which is probably also way it worse. It was haunted. But, you know, sold some feet pics over the pandemic before my unemployment cake, uh, kicked in. So that was tight. But, um, when I was having success on Twitter, it was when I was at my most. And there are people that have so many followers on like, like they are healthy, I'm assuming. So that's great for them. For me personally, that's not how that app was working for me. Like I would go on there instead of like processing an emotion, I would just go on there and just like fire some bullshit off or like I went through a slutty phase and then I'm like documenting that. And like when I was reading it back, I was like, I was like in therapy at the time and like kind of starting 12 step. And I was just like, this is the ramblings of like an unhinged broken woman. And like, yeah, people are like, ha 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 relatable. But I'm just like, for me personally, the way that I was using that platform, it was kind of like, I was making it like, um, a chaotic entertaining, uh, like open diary. And I just felt very like exposed. And also like a lot of like my, my humor started changing. So I was like, I no longer have like these anger issues and I'm no longer like hooking up with people that, 
that aren't, uh, don't respect me and whatnot. And like, I, like, it was like, I don't know. It was I, for me, it was just like a marker of like my low self-esteem. And I was just like, okay. And then like the jokes I was tweeting that because like my sense of humor kind of changed and then like, that's not really, you know, so then it's not really doing well. And I'm like, well, I don't need to be like sitting on my phone tweeting, whatever, you know what I mean? So and I was you're like, crushing it with your podcast anyway. You've already found an avenue that's working. Well, and I, and I love TikTok and I love like Instagram and TikTok. I, I just have like more fun with, um, but like I, yeah, Twitter's it, Twitter was the worst and it's even more the worst now. Even, well, yeah. And then like they're changing everything. And I was just like this app, really just isn't and then yeah then when elon became in control and then everyone's getting fired it was just so much drama and then i found myself like i know people are always like oh like instagram depresses me instagram doesn't depress me too much like i just have to get myself in check but for me twitter was so fucking depressing like i would just be seeing like i don't know like everyone that's more successful than me and that's like what i'm like using to like i don't know so for me it was an act of self-harm either with like the jokes i'm making or with like the way i'm using the app so then i was just like you know what some it works for some people for me personally this ain't it so i just deleted it i'm good i um there's too much drama true truth and a joke um but but truth in a joke okay i at a certain point during the pandemic i quit all social media i quit tiktok which i never really was on at the time instagram facebook Twitter. I was like, I need to do this for my mental health. Yeah. Then when I got out of the pandemic and I started doing stand up again and like trying to make it in this business, I was like, all right, well, I guess I need to be on social media. And I turned all the apps back on, saw that like all these friends of mine had gotten famous. And my mental health has never been worse. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, but like literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, I, you're, you're like, I'm taking a break from this. And then you get back on, you're like, what the fuck did I take? But also, <laughs> Bianca and I, uh, Bianca Christopher. Yeah, I, I love her. Bianca. Yeah, I fucking love her. Um, But we were talking, and then she. I think Bianca's someone who I feel like I've watched get so much funnier. Like, really? like, yeah. like, like, she would be on my list of people who I've like, like, if there was a most improved comedian award, Bianca would be beyond that on the, in the running. Wow. Okay. Go I saw off. her like recently. I was like, oh, wow. This is like, no, her I writing lo is insane. It's so fucking good. Cause I was on shows with her before and I was like, yeah. And then I saw her recently. I was like, oh, that, that was great. That's so funny. No, see, I, I met her six years ago. I walked into Karma Lounge and she was on stage and I just looked at her and I was like, that person is going to be my best friend. And then like that night she was like, oh come get a drink with me and I was like okay I could see it and I just was always like so I was just always thought she was amazing but yeah no she's she's killing it um but she and I were talking about and she was like I struggle with this because I fucking hate social media this isn't what I signed up for like I'm an artist I want to do stand-up I want to create she's like but then you know all the people that get to create are the people that are having booming social media things and then I was kind of resistant to it too but I'm like I'm gonna tr go really hard at it until my 31st birthday which is next march and then we'll see and if not if i'm still at like the same exact thing see you and i are like maybe that's a men and women thing like my cutoff is like 41 you're like mine is 31 that's so funny <laughs> that's so funny well yeah like if if nothing has happened like if the marker has not moved at all but the marker keeps moving for you and again i think i think the beauty of stand-up versus other fields is that like it's not like Hollywood where it's like you're 30, it's over, toots. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like Jessica Kirsten is uh, fucking hit Killing her boon it. and is like crushing it in a like 
at least in her like mid to late 40s, if not more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, she's fucking killing it. And she's unbelievable. And I feel like you're even like sort of a similar type of comic to her. Oh, my God. And like, you know, that's also just years and years and years and years and years of slumming it until it clicked. I know, but I don't know if I want to do that for years and years and years. But you see, but but what do you want to do more? Go to cooking school in Ireland and just raise sheep. Yeah right. Yeah right. I cut the be cut gay to two, cut to two weeks of raising sheep and Harper's fucking the sheep. No. <laughs> I was starting a podcast about her. It's like, I used to think I was straight, then I learned I was gay. I used to think I was gay, then I learned I was like fucking sheep. And that's the way, that's what conservatives <laughs> sheep all think. Don't the bitch. Sheep, sheep don't bitch. That's true. That's my new, my new fucking podcast. No, I probably would get really bored. That would be your new podcast. Sheep don't bitch. <laughs> okay, you're the producer. Um, but no, I, honestly, you're probably right. I probably would do that and then be like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These sheep aren't hot. And then you start posting here. Instagrams of you raising your sheep. And, I know, then I just And get all the cooking things it. you're doing, and then all of a sudden, and that's your it Instagram person machine. again. I know. Exactly. Tell me. <laughs> um, is there anything Okay, else? wait. There is something else. Yes. Okay, say, who do you think the funniest comedian that we know is right now? And then say the least funniest. Come on. You have to. The funniest comedian we we know. Yeah. Um, are there parameters? Josh, just, and I know there's a bunch of funny people, but just pick one person you think is so funny right now and then pick someone you go like, fuck, they're not funny. Well, the last person I saw, like the most recent friend of ours that I watched who fucking wrecked me was Simon Gibson. Simon is so fucking and, funny. And uh, I'm having Simon, Simon's going to be on my show later this month. Oh, cool. Uh, he's the first returning comic to the show. Okay. Uh, just because I was like, I fucking love Simon. Yeah. Uh, he does, he hasn't, he actually hasn't done my favorite bit of his in a long time. My favorite bit of his is a bit he does about, um, Frank Sinatra singing movie themes. Okay. Like Frank Sinatra doing Mission Impossible is like ding, 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 dong, ding, 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 dong, shabadaboo. He's so funny. Frank Sinatra singing the Jurassic Park thing. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, ding, dong, ding, dong, do. Now who's the least funniest? Go. Uh, I don't know. Come on, Josh. You give me your least funniest first. The so. least funniest person is also someone that I find offstage to be the funniest on stage to be the least funniest is going to be Fonto. Fonto. You find yeah. him off stage to be the funniest? I think he's so funny when he's off stage. Uh I I have such such overwhelmingly conflicted feelings about him because I used but on to, stage I think he's I used, so unfunny. I th- I used to think he was so funny on stage, um, and then I think he really veered off into like cute on like, shit. Yeah, like like just embracing that side of his humor more than the really smart writing that he used to have. Even when it was like edgy and dark, he mm-hmm. used to have some some really 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 smart bits, and I was like, you're no, a great. Fonto is so fucking smart, but he leans to, and like, if you want to be edgy, great, be edgy. But he's like, he's, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, uh, I think he's hurting himself more than uh, helping himself. Oh man. I I, I, And I've said this to his face. But like, like, you least funny is so hard because there's so many people that are like brand new. Well, let me tell you the funny. You gotta give me, that's why you gotta give me parameters. Like Fonto's a weird one because I'm like. I'm sure that there are like brand new open micers that you'd watch. Yeah, but I, but I don't know them. I don't. I haven't done an open mic in forever. I'm but. sure there are people you know that aren't. Here's like here's the thing. I'll give you a thing about both Fonto and Ian Russo. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay. And and I'm going to say this. I watched Ian Russo's Hour. No, Sarah told me, and she said it was like one of the best things she's ever seen. Well, that's crazy. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's it's uh, it was good. It was good. It was like shockingly good. I say Ian's the first person I've never seen do a good five that somehow did an excellent 60. Okay. Um, but, uh, but regardless of anything, Fonto and Ian, they're talked about a lot. No, they get reactions. Regardless of anything, they're in the vernacular. They're distinct. You know who they are. They stand out. You don't forget them when you see them. And that is, in many respects, more important than even being funny. That's true. Ahmed Al-Qadri told me that someone told him it's more important to be likable than funny. And I'm like, well, I'm fucked. That is Um, so fucking funny and a little bit true. Um Man, Same I'm thing like, with acting. It's like I, I feel like a lot of a lot of the shit in the town is like everyone's like, oh, I need to be the best. I need to be the best. And it's like for your own ego and for for yourself to have self respect. Yes, it is important to be good. But if you're extremely likable, like I know for a fact, there are a, a bunch of comics that are more talented than me, that are funnier than me, that can write a better joke. I I know I can write jokes. I know I'm funny, but what I have is I have charisma. And totally, so totally, totally, totally. And that, I know that I, I, I know that that plays into my package. Charisma, I'm not fucking stupid. Charisma is so important. And also charisma is the thing where like, I always say I've been doing this long enough that when a comic walks on stage before a word comes out of their mouth, I can tell, are they scared? Are they confident or are they putting a fake face on? Or are they horny? <laughs> Read. Yeah. Who's horny? Hey. This guy's a little more horny than this guy. This side of the room's got to go more. That's true. <laughs> Wait, let me just tell you one thing about Fonto. I don't think I can. I don't think people that people that are on my mind for this are not people I feel like I could say it publicly about. No, I know. I just wanted to see if you would. Okay, the funniest thing... I'll tell you after. Okay, you better. And you have to show me that. Okay, but here's the thing. Um, So, Fonto and I did this, like, house show. I think it was Mitchell Lamar's house show. It was, like, us, Morgan J, a few other people. Um, And it was around the time I was doing those rape jokes. So, I, like, do my rape jokes, and it was, like, fun and whatever. And then get off stage, and then at the end of the show, this guy comes up to me, and he was like, oh, my God, like, was that real? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, that was so funny, but, like, I felt fucked up for laughing. Like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, I mean, you don't have to... I mean, yeah, it's just life. And then Fonto walks up and he was like, and the guy still like asked me questions about the rape or something. And then Fonto walks up, he goes, Hey, I'm her rapist. Nice to meet you. (laughs) And it was so fun. The look on the guy's face, the color just instantly dropped from his face. And then he was like, he's like, yeah, she's like, she's one of my strongest victims or something like that. (laughs) And just like, like doubled and then tripled down and like, like he's fucking crazy. And then walked away. And still to this day, like no one else could get away with doing that besides Fonto. And he legally shouldn't even be able to either. He's a fucking felon, but I made a joke so on a podcast funny. recently. I forgot, but it was it was in the vein of that, and I was like, "Oh, this joke's gonna ruin me one day." And we all have that. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean, there are so many podcast episodes I've done that are just gonna ruin. Like the podcast I used to have that was really successful. My old roommate was like, "We need to take it down because I don't remember anything I said on it." That's so funny. And it was a sex podcast. It was a podcast where we picked, it was a great idea. It was called Who Would You Do? We picked a fictional universe every week and we discussed who we would and wouldn't have sex with and why in the, like the Batman world or like Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And then we'd always end with a merry murder fuck of like characters from 
that universe. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, it was super fun. We did like 60 episodes. You guys are at 90 something. How long have you been? Has it been one a week for 90 something weeks? So, yeah, it's one a week. Yeah, because we record one episode and then we do Patreon. Oh, nice. Do the Patreons count as an episode? Like if it says episode 92, is that factoring in the Patreons? Mm -hmm. Okay, so. I'm pretty sure. I don't even know how my podcast works. But so, I you think record, so. so you record two podcasts a week and one's a Patreon and one's Yeah, we do it show? back to back. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 10 a.m. on Tuesdays. How many Patreon subscribers? 647. Fuck. How much is it, do they pay to pay? Five, there's three tiers, 5, 10, and 20. What do the 20 tiers get that the 5 don't? Wait. Let me see. And that's again, monthly. That's monthly they pay. That's us. monthly they pay. So there are people spending more on tea time. Wait, six hundred fifty-four. What did I say? Something like that. Okay. There are more. There are people spending more per month on tea time than on all of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And when you put it like that, you really put it like that. I remember there was a porn star. Like I thought, I like I really like this one porn star, and I considered subscribing. I've never paid for porn, but I considered subscribing to her. Wait, did you her. subscribe to anyone's fucking OnlyFans? No, I subscribed to nothing. Wow. Um, but I considered subscribing to this porn star's page. But then I looked, and she was like charging twenty dollars. I'm like, oh, I don't pay Netflix for. It. I'll just keep watching the free stuff she puts out. Well, yeah, and you're like. <laughs> I only got $5. So. I was like, if this was five a month, I consider it. I was looking for like two a month. Josh. <laughs> come on, Josh. I'm cheap. Dang. Okay. There's enough free porn. Whoa. That's true. And then that you got like, you know, uh, do you watch porn? Not really anymore. Not really anymore. When you were watching porn, um, when did you stop watching porn? Oh my God. I definitely got a this bit addicted to that. Stern section yeah, no, I love it. So I definitely got really into it. Um, I would say in like 2021 when yeah. I was like still, yeah, single and whatnot. And I was, I mean, like, okay, no, I, end of 2020 and 2021, I was like, cause you know, we're still in the pandemic. I'm like just fucking. Had, were you still dating guys exclusively then? Oh, I, I took a, I took like almost a year off or about a year off from dating anyone. Anyone, anyone. But so when you were, I guess my real question is, were you watching gay or straight porn? Oh, okay. Good question. It was straight porn. Oh, okay. It's funny. I had dinner with a lesbian last night who talks about how she only gets off to straight porn. It's so interesting. And then um, Gabby talks about how she predominantly watches uh, gay porn. Oh, well, interestingly for me is as the same as no, no, as grossed out as I am by by other men's cocks. Uh, I need straight porn. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> the porn I'm most into uh, that I'll publicly share is um, cuck porn. Interesting. And, and he, I here's why this is this is why I'm, I'm a very like like emotionally driven person. Mm -hmm. And like when I'm watching movies, I feel like I need to identify with a character. So when I'm watching porn, I also feel a need to identify with a character and I identify with the guy watching people have sex. Interesting. So I don't want to be a cuck. Like I wouldn't want someone I was dating to be having sex with other men in front of me. But when I'm watching porn, it's like I can only identify with the guy watching porn. Yeah. Well, I feel like Kyle Rell has a joke like that about how, he? yeah, he's like talking about how he, his ideal porn is like watching someone watching porn and then the camera zooms into the porn they're watching. That's so fucking <laughs> funny. It's a like conception. Mm -hmm. I, um, 
I think it's interesting though, because like for one time I caught my ex, he was a porn fucking addict and I, I, the one that I lived with and I caught him watching porn and I was like, the Oh, let's, the my... let's just call a guy. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, well. We didn't live with him. <laughs> no, the, this is the OCD guy. So okay. OCD guy had a porn addiction and, um, like it was like to the point where he would like watch it on silent if we're, if we're at the dinner table with his family. I'm like, no, let's not do that. But anyway, one time I caught him watching this fucked up porn and I was like, Jesus, is this what you want to do to me? And he was like, no, no, this is just what I like. And I'm like, what? And then I was talking to my cousin that I'm really close to about it. And I was like, girl, like, what the fuck? And she was like, oh, well, I mean, my husband only watches like anal porn. She's like, but we're not fucking doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, so I actually have an explanation for this because I'm similar. There's like, there are things I don't even want to say. Oh my God. It almost makes it seem worse that I don't want to say it than it actually is, but I'm still, I still am like embarrassed to say it's more embarrassed. Josh, I've watched some fucked up shit too. This is also why I said, cause also I noticed it started changing the way that I wanted to be fucked. Like I would like, like I used to like it like really, rough and extremely dirty and kinky la, 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 la. and then I'm like do I actually want this or is this just like the weird shit I've been watching well, coming this is, into play this is what I say it's like it's like I always say you know Mick Jagger and David Bowie fucked each other because they mm-hmm. fucked every woman on earth and they were like well you know what what's what's it matter like we yeah. gotta do something to spice this up so and it's like I haven't had enough sex yet to no longer be excited about boring old missionary. <laughs> but I've watched so much porn that I needed to start getting fucked up if it's going to do something to me. My relationship with porn is different than my relationship with women. I'm still excited about anyone even looking at my dick uh, <laughs> when it comes to like real life. But mm-hmm. in porn, it's like the porn where I've, I've gone so far and down so many rabbit holes already oh that it's God. like, what's the next thing that's going to do this for me? Because regular sex ain't doing it no more. Okay, I'm afraid to even say this because I don't want to like unlock something in <laughs> you. But my okay so lee was telling me that he watched or he had to like cut himself off from watching like hypno porn hypno porn it's it's porn that hypnotizes you and they purposely put all these like layered audios and like the visuals are crazy and at first you're just watching you're like wait what is this but it's like and then Pornhub like removed it i guess because it was like so people were getting so fucked up on it but then they recently just added a few videos back and i was like oh wait lee how do you know that And he's like i dabbled again and i'm like no (laughs) don't go down the dark path but yeah um all right. Well, listen. I think we're we're at the end of the podcast, but I want I want to present you with a couple of gifts that Whoa. I I usually remember to give to my guests. Whoa! Um, I didn't have to set them up because I forgot to give my guests yesterday the gift. But first off, is to get your own bottle Yay. of Beta Brain. Okay, so, amazing. Um, I'll even give you a full one if you'd like. This and is the then, best. Um, and here on the Jew Rogaine Experience, we have a couple of stickers. You get a Jew Rogaine Experience sticker. Yay! Thank you. With the logo, and then uh, I'll put it on my notebook. In, uh, here in California, you know, I think voting is important, whatever your beliefs are, but preferably if they're liberal. And uh, <laughs> but but our votes in national elections don't really matter that much. So I designed an I voted sticker identical to the California I voted sticker, except mine says I farted. Oh, I love that. And okay, then, this is um, cute. And then if you remember during the Black Lives Matter rallies, uh, there were a lot of uh, Instagram models like taking pictures with like like pretending they were helping out and then just like getting the photo and going. Well, I used to comment on those uh, photos, hashtag all likes matter. So here's your all likes matter <laughs> sticker. Whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa, people whoa. people are, are a little bit apprehensive about published, bu- <laughs> bu- publicly wearing that one. And then finally, you also get whoa. your very own Jew Rogaine experience experience t-shirt uh if this isn't the right size i can get you the right okay size. this is perfect um 
Thank you so much, Harper. Thank Anything you. you want to promote before you go, other than uh, Tea Time? Check it out. It comes out every Wednesday? Monday. Every Monday. Every Monday. Um, and uh, that's all. Shows coming up? Those Any live Tea Times? No live Tea Times yet. All shows are on my Instagram. Have you done a live Tea Time? Three. Or how how did they go? So all sold out. Amazing. Amazing. I'm Have me on the it. next live Tea Time. Okay, well. Uh, thank you so much, Harbor, and thanks for checking out the show. And we'll hopefully be back next week. With Simon Gibson. 